0: Welcome to A Day of Prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me.
1: Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word.
2: Hello, I'm Litt Charles and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you can join us. Before we get into the word, let us just take this opportunity to pray. Lord, I just thank you for your unending grace and mercy, Lord, and that you continue to bear with us, Lord, and show us how to perfect and become more perfect in you, Lord. And Lord, also just thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit freely, Lord, so that way we can access him and he can speak to us and guide us throughout our decisions not just when there's something big lord but even through the small things that we deem would be unnecessary lord Mm -hmm. but that he is still there guiding us lord in Jesus' name amen
1: in jesus name amen
0: amen good morning everybody and welcome to our our morning bible study and our continued study in romans we're officially on chapter eight what's known as the life in the spirit chapter.
1: <laughs> You've been waiting for this chapter. I uh, am. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've
0: been, well, I love the whole word, but you know, there's there's something, uh, something special about all of it. Right. It's all there for, for correction, for reproof, for instruction, for, for everything that we need. Right. So I'll say with this chapter, there's a, a very direct focus on how to live out, how to walk in christ through the leading and guiding of his holy spirit so um so yeah let's get to it shall we can i get a volunteer to read the first 11 verses please
3: i will I there promise? Is there- sorry go ahead there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Mm-hmm. For what the law cannot do in that it was cannot do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own His own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled, and us do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Sorry for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit the things of the spirit for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God nor indeed can it be for then those who are in the flesh cannot please God but if you if you are not in the flesh but in the spirit
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen to that. So, as is our custom, I want to open the floor to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and of course, to ask any questions that you have. All right. Okay. okay. So we'd like to begin. I'll go. All right, let Charles.
2: I think, um, inside of the section. You can also see that Paul is, what was I just saying? one second, mm-hmm. oh yes, what Paul is also getting at here, he's, first of all, he's saying that you can't try to do stuff in your flesh, and he's also getting at that there can't, it can be both, as Dad's fond of saying. He's saying that you can't be in the flesh one way, like when you're out in the middle. Actually, a good diagram of what this is saying is like, Dad, they, on Sundays, they come in and look holy and be holy on Sundays, but as soon as they get out of church, they throw their uh, necklace with Christ on it inside the back car and start flipping around their hats. That's not how it is. So, Paul is saying that you have to live constantly in the spirit. There's no i'm flesh today and spirit the next day it won't work you can't get into the spirit if you're constantly feeding the flesh it's like a fire you can't expect to put out the fire if you're constantly putting more fuel inside of it that would be insane and paul is saying here is that like how we also put effort into doing certain things we must put effort into being in the sight of the spirit it won't just happen one day magically because I know in my own life I expected that to magically happen. Oh, Lord, I'm going to magically start following you and i will be holy and pious. But the Lord is saying, no, it's a constant choosing daily. I can give you everything you need, but if you're unwilling to come and take it, you won't know how to use it if you don't practice with it. Mm-hmm. It'll be mm-hmm. like a foreign object in your hands and you'll be clumsy with it. The same is true here. Paul is saying that in order to have all the good things in life that you want you must put practice in in order to reap the um fruit of it later
1: hmm. and the good things that we're looking for what kind of the what are the good things that we want what did you mean by that
2: one of them that he references here just inside of chapter 8 is the sound mind <laughs> meaning that we want perfect health and we want to be able to have everything we need in life. It's like me. If I'm sitting home and I never go to work, how can I expect to be a millionaire?
0: <laughs>
2: hmm.
1: Okay.
4: Okay. So, Charles, it's interesting what you're saying is that, um, uh, well, I have a friend of mine who quoted a, uh, coined a term. He calls it magically." People think that everything's going to happen by itself, right? Mm -hmm. So we've accepted Christ as our Savior and bang, everything's going to happen. You're saying that's not how it works, right?
2: It's not how it works because I know I've tried, I believe that sometimes in my own life, like, bam, it's going to happen. I'm going to just be there. (laughs) But it never happens that way. I actually sink deeper into what I'm trying not to be.
4: Mm. Yeah, so when I was in college... My instructor um, punished us as we we all thought it was happening. There was a computer program that we could use that would tell us how much air conditioning or how much heating needed to be put in a house. We call it a heat load or heat gain calculation. And it, it calculates the windows, the doors, and everything and tells you how much air conditioning to put in the house, how much heating to put in the house. And he says, you're not allowed to use the program. And we're like, well, but we got the program. What's the big deal? And he said, well, if you get the program, you won't understand what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And of course, we didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of fought him, but he said, well, I'm, I'm going to win. So we're going to do it this way. So open your book and find the multiplier for a window. Mm-hmm. Open your book, find the multiplier for a wall. Do the manual math calculation on this and do it. And so it was years later, I was using a computer program to do the calculations. And he said, once you understand it manually, you're welcome to use a computer program to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: But we're going to do that part first. And I was able to see the flaws and the errors in the calculation because I understood what was going on in the background of the program and then found it was a data entry point. And that's mm-hmm. what he said. That's what I was trying to teach you all along, mm-hmm. that you won't understand the program to be able to rightly determine if it's giving you what you need and actually apply it if you haven't gone through all the background necessary to get there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes
4: So do you think that may be similar As to how the spirit is leading us And growing us
2: Yes There's some things He has a perfect time for everything So he tells you okay you're not there yet I want you to do this Like when you're in kindergarten you don't start Trying to do algebra You (laughs) go through the steps and the same is true with Christ He works you through the steps that way you can Eventually get there Same is true here but in order to do that We can't try to burn our math books or how are we going to learn? He's saying we have to put in our effort in order to progress. He's not going to carry us to where we want to go. Like mommy dad said, I'm not going to carry you screeching across the finish line. I should get the reward for that. You should be (laughs) sent back.
4: So when the Holy Spirit's doing that, is the Holy Spirit being mean to you?
2: No, not at all.
4: What is the Holy Spirit doing? He's actually showing his love, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... I, yeah, I've set, you a, I set a trap for you, so thank you for walking into it well. <laughs> <laughs> do you know where I'm going now? No. So when you, your mother and daddy are giving you instructions and guiding you, and even sometimes feeling like they're standing over top of you to make sure that you're able to do things in excellence, are they doing it because they're being mean? No. So what are they showing you?
2: Show me that they understand what needs to happen and want me to be able to do that later in life.
4: Is it easy for them to do that?
2: Depends on how hard-headed you are. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Ooh.
4: Good answer. Good answer. Well, I'll tell you on their behalf. It's not because it would be much easier just to acquiesce and just say, get whatever you want, kids. Because we love our kids, and we don't, we don't ever want to see them suffer. We don't ever want them to have to experience a negative emotion, and we sure don't want them to do it at our hand, right? We want them to just see us as wonderful, loving parents. But we confuse as children we confuse that information so when you're having an emotion and we've talked about thoughts and guiding them right when i'm having an emotion that seems like god's word is holding me back or not letting me do what i want to do what's what's really happening
2: we're holding ourselves back great
4: answer yeah, we have to remember, though, that God loves us. All these things, so many people, well, if, if God really loved us, how come he smoked the Amorites and he did this and he did that and all this garbage that isn't consistent with God's nature at all? Mm-hmm. And it's so easy for the enemy to twist that up in us because it is hard and it is difficult walking out our faith. But we can see in God's word, and here's yet another place where he loves us immensely and he just wants to guide us and teach us. Mm hmm. Mm hmm
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: a
4: Wonderful point, brother. Yeah, I just felt like you—you you, went—you went a wonderful place, but La Charles. I just wanted to take it another step further, you know, mm-hmm. for, for your benefit. Amen. So you can remember that it's—it's not, it's not oppressive. It's not mean. It's—it's. It's, because because your parents love you, because the Holy Spirit loves you, they want you to be more and all that you can be. And there's a process to it. And unfortunately, as we're going through the
0: process, we don't realize we don't understand it until we go through it. We just or, want it all now. Or we mm-hmm. misunderstand, misunderstood what was there, right? Like like you brought up about Christ and his character and nature, Christ, but our Heavenly Father as well, right? And it's the Godhead. Uh, and But it's written in the Old Testament, right? And God did this. But why? Why is it written that way when that's clearly not what God did? Well, he says throughout his word, they're turned over to their own lusts. Right? But what he also says, well, the sin of the Amorites or any of the otherites, Jebusites, <laughs> Hittites and Hittites get, and right, all that it, right? Like, a lot of them. <laughs> All the ites, right? <laughs> yeah. um, it, that it has not reached their fullness yet. Right? Sin the sin has their not fullness. reached it, But when sin... Mm-hmm. Reaches its fullness, it brings forth death, right? Mm-hmm. But just like anything else, right? You, especially with Job, you see Satan saying, "Hey, look, no, no, I want this one. Oh, but, but you're protecting them, but you're not allowing me to gain access to them to harm, Exactly, mm-hmm. to harm mm-hmm. or to right to
1: steal, kill or destroy. Exactly. What he always does. Thank you, mm-hmm. the
0: steal, kill or destroy. But there comes a point where then the Lord's like, okay, you can you can go here because of these things. The, the enemy now has claim.
1: And it's the person giving access.
0: Exactly. So, but, but how it's written still denotes God's control and his sovereignty and his rule and his authority. So when it says God turned them, or God did this, no, what it's really saying is God allowed this to happen because of their actions and the claim or the authority they gave the enemy to wreak havoc or to ultimately sin-producing death in their life
1: and remember when we talk about god's sovereignty please please see him as a god who does not violate his own word Mm -hmm. if he violated one statute that he set in place he would be wrong he would be unjust Uh he wouldn't be the standard Mm -hmm. he wouldn't be unchangeable so if he said i give humans a free will and then he did not give us a free will he would violate himself so even saying God allowed it to happen, no, you allowed it to happen, human right. being. Some or the the person that was in authority allowed it to happen because that's how God has set things up, and because of your actions, He had to allow you to have the choice that you made. Mm-hmm. Like the whole prodigal son, looking at that example, he's going, "No, children, I stay here with me. It's good. It, I love you. Everything is here." But the prodigal son would not have the standard over him he would not listen or yield he said give me my inheritance and i'm leaving so he departed he lived with the pigs (laughs) and in harlotry with the you know spent his his inheritance and riotous living but god didn't ordain that that was his choice so understanding god's character you know remember that we must speak rightly concerning him even in the, the, the Job chapters,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how the friends came in and thought they were providing wise counsel, but they didn't speak right of who God is and his character and his nature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you don't want sin wreaking havoc in your life, you don't allow it. And I'm, I'm saying that very boldly. And I, with love and respect, I mean that on purpose, because that applies to me. That applies to each of us. Absolutely, Sin lies at the door, and we should rule over it. I rule over it for me and as God has given um, my husband and I authority over our children, we teach them how to maintain their authority but we stand in the gap and we hold that authority with both hands and we do what God has asked us to do and we're teaching them when, when you were at the helm and at the reins, let Jesus be at the reins and do what he asked you to do mm-hmm. but don't go, oh God, why? When you were, you were in making the choices so let your choice be to live a life after Christ. Live a life led by the Spirit. Submerged and focused on the Spirit. And then you will have life and peace. That's, that's exactly what um, Romans chapter 8 verse 6 says. Oh, and I'm sorry everybody. I don't mean to sound so heavy. But it's just the truth. And the no, enemy strange. doesn't take a day off on technicalities.
4: Well, I love it people. You know, talk by. About- but it shouldn't be that way right the, the law of gravity is so unfair Nobody i'm going to jump out of this window cuz i don't believe in the law of gravity it's unfair to me you go hit the pavement you, and you go suffer the consequences right. you, you, you cannot know?
0: fly because you choose to not believe it
1: telling you what and you know they would be committed somewhere <laughs> if they made it up off the pavement that they bounced onto <laughs> so depending on how high it was but you know we talk about god's sovereignty but we dismiss the fact that his nature and his character, he's a good God. And we use it as his sovereignty as an excuse for our bad choices. And that's not right. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to do that. We want to come in and to thinking how God thinks. And that's what verse six is talking about for to for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You can mm-hmm. take that and think on, on the, every level imaginable to the human life. If we think about God from a, carnally, a carnal perspective, which is how the enemy comes, did God really say that? Lord, you're just trying to keep me from having fun, right? When he comes to discipline, when he shares his word with us, when he corrects us so that he can present us spotless and blameless to himself, right? As the Lord Jesus is working in preparation of restoring us to the heavenly community without spot or wrinkle, we could look and be carnally minded towards the things of God. You just don't want me to be free. But wait, I thought we just read that that's freedom. To be in Christ is freedom. Mm-hmm. And to be outside of Christ, which would be in sin, that's bondage. So to look at him, to look at God, to look at the path that he wants for us, to look at ourselves from a carnal perspective, to look at the... The children that God gives us, the the environment that God places us in, and, and approach anything from a carnal perspective, which is what we also call fleshly minded or walking in your flesh, things like that. Um, it doesn't produce life in the in the life of the believer. It doesn't produce anything good. It only further draws that person away from God. And I'm, I'm and I'm not judging anybody. I'm, I'm judging myself because I've had plenty of moments of being carnal, and I felt the consequences of mm-hmm. that and so I hate it to this day and my you know my family knows this about me I don't want to be outside of God's will
0: not for a second
1: Not not one second I want God to tell me when my thoughts don't line up with his and I want to know it but I want him to be free to be my God and go Kamisha
0: mm-hmm.
1: hope and hopefully he never has to call my name I'm, I'm striving for that where he never has to go <clears throat> you know <laughs> give me the dad voice or you know <laughs> what I mean I don't want him to do that because I should know better and that's the standard that God wants us to mature to but I have that in myself because the Holy Spirit put it there and I I honor that in from the Lord and I Mm -hmm. cherish it Lord let me hold myself accountable so you don't have to I want to hear well done Mm -hmm. and not that this is about me um because I'm nobody without Jesus Christ I'm nobody um but verse seven it says that because the carnal mind is enmity against God For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. It has no concept. When God says, be holy for I am holy, or anything that he describes in his word, the carnal mind sees it automatically as um, a rival, as an enemy, as something to be blotted out and disregarded because it wants to do something different.
0: Absolutely, and just to back up a little bit there, honey. All right, mm-hmm. um, all that is true, absolutely. And let's 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 back up. Let's rewind a little bit because this whole chapter, or I guess it, as we said, hinges off of verse twenty-four and twenty-five, right? Um, and it's chapter seven of chapter seven. Okay. Right. Who will deliver me from this body of death? And then in verse twenty-five he says, "I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord." Right, and then we get to verse to chapter 8 verse 1 so there is therefore now no condemnation mm-hmm. right what preceded that was Christ and we brought this up here the past uh, you know couple of two three episodes of um back in in John 8 right um verse 36 therefore if the son makes you free you shall be free indeed mm-hmm. right but but let's even back up from that all right because john the baptist said very plainly about christ right that he was the lamb of god and it will you'll find that in in john 1 verse verses 29 through 34 right But it says, um, uh, I'll start in verse 30. Uh, Actually, I'll start, I'll read 29 through 34. It says, The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Mm -hmm. This is he of whom I said, as John the Baptist is saying, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. right and, and you can look at the account uh, Luke's account as well for John the Baptist. and it says that um and that's uh, Luke three um, really in verse sixteen, uh, where it says John answered and sang to all. I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So I'll bring all this up because here in chapter eight, he's this is about the life and the spirit, right? The life and the spirit is first accessed accessed through Christ, who came and it says, "Christ will baptize you with the Holy Spirit," right? But, and because of Christ, because of Jesus, and he says that very plainly, right? There is therefore, right? (laughs) Um, There was a a brother in Christ who was like, pay attention to all the (laughs) therefores. Like, they matter, right? Find out what they're there for. Find out what they're there for, right? right? What all the therefores are there for, right? So, because Mm -hmm. of Christ, there is therefore now no condemnation. As a result of him, his atoning work, his redeeming work on the cross that we have been discussing, right? Mm -hmm. Removing sin, all right? There's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, Mm -hmm. who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So, but we see, even in this chapter, all right, there is a lot of discussion about sin. A lot. Why? Why? Because it separates us from God,
1: sin separates us. Sin from God. separates us from God. Not the Scriptures. Not the s- <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Thank you, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, sin separates us from God, mm-hmm. but we should be a joint Him. We are joint heirs. That's right. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are baptized in Him
1: mm-hmm.
0: and in His Holy Spirit, right? In the mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit and in fire, or with fire, as we just read, Amen. right? Amen. Um, and you saw that, or you see that in Acts, mm-hmm. when he says they remain here in the city until you receive the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And they were they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and had cloven tongues of fire on top of their heads and were filled with power from on high. Mm-hmm. A- and we have this same promise, the same everything. And this is mm-hmm. the beginning of, as a result of this, we have it. Mm-hmm. Now... This is how you live it out. And yes, the first thing is addressing sin in our lives, and it's a continuing thing. As we were just talking, even with Paul, there's the the peace or aspect of he not yet arrived, but he was buffeting the flesh daily. He -hmm. uh, he says that himself, I crucify my flesh daily so it's to not be separated from the Lord, essentially. I'm paraphrasing, right? Mm -hmm. So there's nothing that separates me from him.
1: Mm-hmm. And this cuts the fetters off of you when you look at,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's also talking about what we get to have in Him. If we come into Christ, the Thank the you. memory of sin, that is a potential gateway or an opportunity for the enemy to bring guilt to you or shame. It's going, no, no, wait, wait. Here, Here's the freedom that we have in Him. We're not under condemnation. We're not under guilt or shame because we've come in by the blood of the Lamb and we're walking in the flesh and we are getting to partake and we get to have these things. We are getting in the presence of God. We get these things and it's a blessing to our lives. Dean, did you have something? Well,
4: you know, I, I, we talked about the last, um, podcast you know, I talk a lot of times about not what something is, but what it isn't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is kind of similar to that. I have a, um, um, an acquaintance, not really a friend, but, um, got out of prison three years ago now and when he first got out of prison of course when he got out of prison he was set free mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, when he first got out of prison um he um had struggled with the lack of structure mm-hmm. and no mm-hmm. one to enforce structure on him right and he was not getting things done he needed to get done you mm-hmm. know he just kind of fell into that routine of so he tells me when to get up. So he tells me when to eat. So he tells me when I have to do my chores and my duties and everything else. Mm-hmm. And there's major consequences if I don't. Mm-hmm. So he had to learn how to live in the freedom.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Right? Mm-hmm. So he had learned how to live in the bondage. Yeah. And thrive as much as he could in that. Mm-hmm. But he's set free. He's no mm-hmm. longer in that. Amen. And so this is, as John has pointed out so often, this is the life in the spirit chapter Mm -hmm. so so what isn't it then it isn't the life in the flesh
1: that's right Mm. and
4: so um for many i think that's something that is that has to be learned Mm -hmm. absolutely so um obviously not today but i'm I'm just going to challenge you and i'm also going to ask the listeners to maybe give some comments and let us know is that something that you would want to learn how to live in the spirit and die to the flesh and so i think like perhaps what are some of the keys to living in the spirit? What are some of the the, the the guides for doing that? Like one of the things you know that I understand is that you know that's the benefit of fasting, because I'm I'm, I'm I am willfully by my own sheer will telling the flesh you're not going to guide what I'm going to do. So it's a, it's a very simple but very outward manifestation of that. I'm just not going to eat. I don't care how much you grumble, tummy. I don't care how much you give me a headache. I don't care how my tongue feels funny. Because you know, whatever I mean, all those <laughs> things happen. You know, when you fast, and mm-hmm. you know, so maybe people need some things like that. So, just something to consider mm-hmm. and encourage. And then, like I said, ask for comments. So, for the listeners, if you want to reach out at a day of prayer at yahoo dot com, we'd love to hear your comments on that. Is mm-hmm. that something that would be beneficial? Please let us know. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. That's that's what we're here for, and uh, to help. To ho- it's, and again, like we were we've said uh, previously, this ministry is. Is there to help augment what you're receiving, but it's also to help you, the listener, Um, in addition to us, grow in Christ. We have an inherent responsibility for our own soul salvation, to learn and grow in the things of, of God. It's not just the responsibility doesn't fall on a pastor or anyone or anyone else. I have a responsibility for myself to ensure that I am growing and being conformed to the image of Christ. As do we all individually. Mm-hmm. No pastor is going to stand there and uh, be condemned by the Lord for your growth or lack thereof, and um, I mean spiritual growth and development. Right. Mm-hmm. So these things do matter. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll pause there for today, um, but there's there's more things to. To get into. Actually, I wanna I wanna comment one one last thing. Charles, you brought up all these blessings and benefits, right? And and we've alluded to some of them, but just to spell them out, right? There's no condemnation. And actually, Christ's work condemns sin. Right? But then of course we have life in the spirit, right? Yes. He says that just in this section, there was life, there was peace, right, that we get. Mm-hmm. There's freedom. All right, we we pointed that out, um, and we have Christ dwelling in us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just to, just to name a few, right? Just in this section of scripture, you you'll find these if you you give this section a, a read through again. But th- those are all amazing benefits and blessings that we have, just as a result of recognizing who Christ is, our Lord, our Savior, the one who redeemed us. So, let's pause there for today. And can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? Yes, I will. All right, honey.
1: Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your faithfulness, your eternal and ever faithfulness, God. We thank you for the freedom that we have in you, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we see what is the hope of our calling in you life in you Christ Jesus and the life we have in you and the boldness and confidence that we can have in who you are and what you've already prepared the place that you prepared for us Jesus Christ to dwell with you forever and eternally is in you Christ Jesus and we have that now and today and i thank you for making that widely known and planting that in our hearts rooting it deeply god and watering it And allowing it to be cultivated on the inside of us. And we agree to let you do so. We let you bring your word up in our hearts. We let you bring your word up in our minds, Holy Spirit, because you are God and you are good and you're faithful to all that that you said you would do and to do all those things and bring them into completeness. We thank you for the hearers of the word, God, the listeners to this podcast in particular. And we ask you, but thank you for blessing them exceedingly abundantly above all that they could ask or think, God and doing more than they ever imagined. And we thank you for their petitions and faith being answered, God, swiftly, entirely, and completely quickly, Lord, in your name, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you for being who you are. We thank you for your, your life being on the inside of them and quickening their mortal, mortal bodies, God, and bringing new life to them, restoration and regeneration, of their body and, and removing brokenness, restoring their limbs, restoring their peace, God, giving them peace that they've never had before, that passes their understanding and newness in their heart and mind. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day.